0: Okay, hi everybody. Oh, I'm here.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm here. sorry.
0: <laughs> Screw that up. It's okay. No, totally okay. We're just, we'll just yeah, let's keep it here. We, we should just leave that in. I, um, let's leave it. Should we? Okay. I we're actually gonna thought leave you it. hung up on me. Uh, this is so funny. So yes, we're recording this from afar, obviously. This is on purpose. I hung up on Heidi and called her back. (laughs) I was just sick of her crap.
1: (laughs) Oh, get in line.
0: (laughs) Yes, we're absolutely going to leave that start in. This is on purpose. I'm John Duffy. That's Heidi Stevens. Hi, Heidi. Hi, John. How are you?
1: Um, Thanks for calling me back. You're very
0: welcome. Uh, Really, that last comment was just too much for me.
1: Well, I know. I I apologize. Um, (laughs) But I stand by it, um, which is how people apologize these days, apparently. Um, It might be a little loud because we are talking on a Friday. God knows when people will hear this, but... um, we're talking on a Friday, which apparently is like, have your landscaper show up day in my neighborhood. So there's a lot of leaf oh. blowing going on outside. Oh, fantastic, um, okay. Yeah, I thought leaf blowing was a thing people did in the fall, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's loud. lot yeah. so, of you have you know, leaves in your yard? I don't know, I don't what's happening? Nothing makes sense anymore. I
0: thought it was snowing. Wasn't it snowing today or yesterday? Oh,
1: (laughs) maybe it's a snowblower and I thought it was a wet blower. (laughs) Anyway, it's loud here. How are you?
0: Um, I'm I'm fine. Um, It's, uh, you know, once again, it's the strangest time of my life, I think. Mm And um yeah. and oddly, you know, I do this gut check in the morning where I and I don't do the symptom scan. I don't know if you do the symptom scan, but a lot of my clients tell me like first thing in the morning they want to make sure they can smell and taste and you know and that they're not oh. coughing. Um, oh, but I, 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 I don't have that. I'm I, I actually am doing pretty well. I'm I'm busy and the therapist I know uh, for better or worse, we're all like very, very, very busy. And I didn't think this, these tele-session things were going to be very useful or effective, but it turns out it works really well. Um, and, uh, and so we're all quite occupied. Um, and it's, it's hard. I think people are really struggling. And, you know, um, I'm glad that this works out. I'm glad
1: we have this technology now. I have to believe it's an absolute lifeline for people. Yeah. I, I mean that, yeah. you know, a a safety valve and also like literally probably in cases day in and day out, the difference between someone living and dying to to yes. have someone to help help them through this. Um and it's 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 kind of a terrifying time. Um you know, and for so many different reasons, I think that's another. You know, we we keep talking about what makes this different from other um, tragedies, I guess, or yeah, crises that been through. Yeah. yeah, but it's like there's the the grief and death and illness part of it, and then there's the economic fallout, and then there's just the sadness of losing out on rituals and vacations and camps and. Um, so it's just coming at people from so many different angles and and other than the appointments you just talked about, like what escape do people have? I mean, you can't go you can't go anywhere. You I mean, you're no. really not supposed to go anywhere.
0: No. You sort of no, have to I... sit
1: with it in your house or you know, or take a walk or bike ride. But even that, some people don't feel safe doing and, or, right. or maybe can't do depending where they live. And, you know, I was talking to my mom the other morning about a friend of hers who's in a kind of a senior center, not a nursing home, but, um, you know, um, yeah. definitely like, like a planned retirement living. center for, kind of place. Yeah. yeah. And they're telling her like, don't go outside and take a walk. So she's like alone in her condo in perfectly good health. So thank God for that. But like, can't go for a walk. And this is a woman who you know, in normal times goes bird watching in South America with my mom. So, I mean, it's wow. just that, you know, it's pe- people's lives are scary and boring and panic indu- inducing and, and they can't go anywhere with that. So that's, I guess, that's what I'm thinking when people turn to you and to other therapists, either in these appointments or even, you know, listening to the kind of stuff you've been doing on, you know. TV and radio and on your, um, you know, Instagram lives, I, I, I have to believe is just more important, has always been important, more important than ever.
0: Yeah. As it turns out, I I think you're right. And, um, and people do have precious few places to go and to turn to. Um, and it's, this is one of those kind of perfect storms that in my profession, I think we're always trying to prepare for things and have treatment plans ready to go for different uh, possibilities and potentialities. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I keep in touch with a pretty substantial group of colleagues um, on a regular basis, kind of like, you know, hey, what are you doing these days when somebody's suffering from depression or an eating disorder or anxiety? And Mm -hmm. now we're all kind of scratching our heads because we're we're thinking like we don't we don't have a treatment plan for this. Like we usually have answers and most, most clinical issues are based on some degree of uh, a a little flaw in thinking based on experience that might go all the way back to childhood or something. And so Mm -hmm. it's navigable and you can find the little changes that need to be made so that people feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And here, you know, most of our thinking is pretty rational. Most of our fears we can't. We can't even determine whether a fear is rational or irrational right now. You yeah. Know, just, um, right. If somebody's afraid of getting the virus, that seems reasonable to me. If you head out to the grocery store one time, I get it. Like I've I've been in a grocery store where my heart's racing and I can't wait to get out of there because I feel like it's a petri dish. Yep. And you know, and the idea uh, we were talking a moment ago about, like you know the. the Things going wrong in the household, domestic violence, or um, child abuse, personality clashes, child abuse—all yeah. sorts of things—and um, you feel like as time goes on and stress rises, economic stress, financial stress, just the stress of being there together with your family all the time. Right? We're not yeah. meant to do this. <laughs> we're not. We're not acculturated to do this. So this is really super difficult and something that nobody could have anticipated working out this way for this extended period of time. And I okay. notice every time Heidi, that, that the, that the time gets extended, um, mm-hmm. just knowing that and having that in people's lens of awareness, I think makes us more anxious. Like, Oh my God, I, I knew I could make it. Like I, if I thought that the end zone was May 1st, well, I can make it through these next 10 days but when you kick it all the way down to June, now I'm not sure I can do six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how we're gonna make that, you know? Um, And then you think about single parent situations and you know, where it's like, I have more than one child and they might have some learning issues or some attention problems, you know, something where they become difficult to be with. And um, man, the stress is
1: incomprehensible. Totally. And so many people who know that the longer this stay-at-home order is in place, and I want to be clear that I'm in favor of the stay-at-home order, but but the sad truth is there are many, 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 many people in many, many, many industries who know that the longer it's in place, the the more likely they are to lose their jobs um, yes. you know, or their businesses. or I mean, I'm thinking about just the number of places in my neighborhood alone. And you could, you know, carry that out through any neighborhood in any state in the whole country and actually lots of parts of the world. Um, you know, right. you don't have a customer for another month, like what, you know, and the, and then the idea that when you are allowed to have customers come in again, whether it's a restaurant or a little, you know, a, a spa or a little toy store down the block, um, the idea that people are just going to suddenly flock back into your business, you know, and not mind being in a crowd or standing in a line or like it, it just has to be so daunting. Um,
0: oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, right. Because the, that that part of the future is is so very unknown. And for the kids I'm working with and parents, um, the way that school is gonna roll out. You know, like mm-hmm. will Who will knows? kids even in the fall be back in classrooms? Will they be staggered? Mm-hmm. Will they be in virtual classrooms? Um, you know, like there's, you, along with the losses, there's also this kind of future anxiety about, like, you know, we know the world's gonna look different in the months and years to come. And, you know, I, I think the, the optimist in me um, thinks, oh, I think there's gonna be some positives that, that that fall out of some of those differences. But that said, you know, not knowing what they are, not knowing at all what that looks like is driving a whole lot of anxiety in mm-hmm. in families about like, you know, what does the fall look like? And if you're in high school, like will I what does college look like for me? You know, like do I right. is that a possibility? And um, you know, and, and what will, it, will it, I have the same experience that my parents are describing, you know, like, is that, will that be possible? Will we be comfortable just in a big crowd of people like a Lollapalooza? Is that ever going to be a thing again?
1: Yeah, I know. Well, we, you and I heard from a listener after the last episode saying, you know, it's great that you're focusing on the positive and, and you know, giving people hope. But, um, you know, also for a lot of us, this is a, a terrible time at home and we're not getting along with our family members. And, you know, if you could talk a little bit about that, that would be helpful. And I think she brings up a really good point. And I know mm-hmm. especially, maybe not especially, but so I'm, I'm asking, I guess, um, is this especially true of families with teenagers in the house, because at least what I'm observing, on you know, in friendships or, um, on social media is that people with little kids, you know, you're, you're kind of still in charge of them. You know, you can say, we're not going outside. Um, you're not seeing friends. Um, teenagers have, a whole other level of stressors, some of which we just talked about, you know, did, do I ever get to go to a prom now? Or was that my last shot? Will I graduate? Can I go to college? All those things. But it's also like, I'm hearing and, and witnessing um, really hard on the parent kid relationship when the, when the teenager is like, you know, you're overreacting or, or the governor's overreacting, or this is stupid, or I want to see my girlfriend or I want to see my friends or, you know, Mm so-and-so's mom lets him take walks with so-and-so, you know? So like, I just feel like that's so much harder for people with teenagers. And so I'm wondering what you're hearing from the teenagers themselves, from parents of teenagers. Like, I, I know this is introducing, you know, I know this is fraying relationships and like, it's got, that's gotta be another thing that feels scary. Like, will will my relationship with my kid recover from this, right? Absolutely. Like, is this introducing some tension that we're never gonna get past?
0: Right, no, and the, right, you're, you're absolutely right. And all the issues you just described, Heidi, I've been running into, you know, that idea, like everybody else can go out, everybody else can stay up till two in the morning. You know, this is this is no man's land. Like, you know, this is like summer. And, you know, so there's almost every little element could either drive conflict or, or connection, depending on how you address it as a parent. But I'm finding week to week to week that the playbook is changing. Like, you know, so I write this book six months ago, that's about the age of anxiety and, it's not even close to what's going on now, you know? So I'm actually I'm yeah. encouraging people don't, don't listen to my, don't yeah. listen to my specific <laughs> advice there. But that doesn't apply we'll back anymore. Back on the shelf for now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Because that, the, the, the way this works, you know, you almost have to back off of a whole bunch of the rules and really recognize like, oh yeah, being a teenager carries its own stresses, right? There's a whole lot of development that has to happen during those times. And what kids are looking to do is pretty natural stuff, right? I want to get out there. I want to see my friends. So I'm working with kids who are like asking me, really texting me and asking, honestly, hey, I really want to go sneak out, see my friends. um, And we'll have um, a, um, what do they call it? A a, a trunk party. So are you familiar with trunk parties? No. Uh, so, So trunk parties work like this. So you go to your high school parking lot, by and large, and everyone parks in a circle so that you're, uh, no matter what, if you sit in your trunk, you're a good six to ten feet away from the person next to you. And you all hang out until the police come. <laughs> and you oh. just you just <laughs> hang out and talk to each other. And it actually, honestly, between you and I and anybody listening, uh, I think it's actually it's not a so clever... Bad. Not so bad, right? And kind of a yeah. clever way to get together with your friends without I agree. without spreading the thing. So. You My know, parents who it, are in
1: their also, 70s are doing this, like not in car trunks, but like they're seeing friends and sitting six feet from them on like, you know, a picnic in the woods. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't sound terrible to me.
0: No, no, no. I actually um, uh, I kind of like it. So, you know, and it's a clever way of, you know, for for kids to get together. But it also shows how important it is for them to do it. Right. Because they're thinking yeah. it through, but they also need to be together. And, you know, effectively, we're saying No. You can't do yeah. that. Um, and that, and listen, it, kids care. Like a lot of people are asking, like, you know, is my kid a sociopath? They don't seem to care about any of this, but mm-hmm. if you talk to a teenager for, for five minutes, you realize really quickly, oh, it's not that they don't care. It's not the only thing on their mind. Like the, the, the yeah. horror for them would be to be carrying the thing. Like a lot of pe- kids are afraid, like, I'm gonna be the asymptomatic carrier that kills my grandmother. I mean, I've heard yeah. that so many times. Um, so don't, any, uh, please do not think your kids don't care because they're not talking about this. They have other things on their mind that are normal for teenagers to have on their mind. And, and every day they're missing something important, right? And if that's nothing yeah. more than like, I'm used to seeing my friends during this right. day, or right. I had a crush on this boy or this girl and I, you know, nothing is going to come of that now because that's usually an of the moment thing and something's Mm, going to happen. And now, you know, like, think about, and and we can say like, hey, there's a pandemic. Your your crush means nothing. But that's just not true. No, (laughs) it's not true at all. Make yourself 15 for a second and that's everything, Right. right? Right. Yeah, so.
1: I also think it's important to remember that at the very beginning of this, and frankly, the very beginning of this was like a month ago, even though it seems like three years ago, you yeah. know, everybody from the president to the CDC to everybody was saying over and over, like, young people are going to be okay. Like, this is not going to affect young people. And, right. you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of people who get it are going to be fine. It's like the flu. Like, that was, you know, pe- so that was kind of the first thing people were hearing. Now, you know, if you dug hard and tried to find, you know, sources from all different sides, you would hear you know, a little more accurate and a little more alarming takes, but right. certainly what most of us were hearing from most people was young people are going to be fine. And, you know, in fact, most people are going to be fine. And so when that's the first thing that lodges in your brain about it, like, I don't think we can hold it against teenagers for kind of like having that be their first impression and then kind of the lasting impression. So like, It takes some work to be like, okay, so actually the first stuff I learned was not accurate. Now I got to update my impression of this thing. And like all of us are updating our impressions of this thing. I was hearing somebody criticize, you know, non-mask wearers the other day. And I'm like, you know, it was – it literally was (laughs) like – the CDC telling you not to wear a mask at the beginning of this. I mean, they were literally telling us not to wear masks, that that was actually dangerous to do. So like, I don't know, it just, I I do think we have to be careful not to, you know, shame our kids for not seeming properly, you know, alarmed or, or serious or knowledgeable, frankly, about this thing that is changing by the minute.
0: Absolutely. And um, I suppose we should also, for a moment, give a nod to parents, right? So um, I don't want to hold parents' feet to the fire too much because I think parenting through this is so very difficult. The reason I'm doing these Instagram things is I'm finding parenting to be the the most slippery um, element of life right now because uh, I'm mm. trying to think, like, week to week, I'm trying to think, how would I... You know, I know a lot of these teenagers, I know a lot of parents, I can feel everybody's best intentions and yet tension is running high in, in, in households. Teenagers are not very compliant, you know, because they're moody and they're angry. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and then if you've got other kids, you know, it, it makes it all the more tricky and you're carrying all the, uh, you know, adult concerns as you go. So, um parenting during this time and parenting 24 seven, when even in the summer, most kids have something on the docket, you know, something mm-hmm. where you're, you're free of them for a few hours. And as much as we love our kids, we're, you know, that's a that's a pretty natural rhythm, right? That, you know, like yep. we're not with them all the time. You know? yep. <laughs> and and yeah. um, I think we pointed out here that, you know, you and I are fortunate, my, my son's older, but even if he, when he was, your son's age or your daughter's age, I, I feel like we, we would have been able to navigate this pretty smoothly, but that's just good fortune in a way, right? That's just right. luck in, in, in so many ways. And, yep. but, but in most households, there's some clash between the generations and that clash is not altogether unnatural. You know, that's part of, that's part of adolescence, that's part of being a kid. And, um, and so to have that happening consistently over the course of the day to try to keep your cool and not knowing, because people in my profession are, are, just like the CDC, we're giving different advice as time goes, right? We, when I started a month ago, I was saying, hey, lay down a pretty clear schedule for your kids. Like, I want to know that they're not on screens for more than two hours a day, <laughs> and I want them doing, oh you know, four <laughs> hours of homework. I'm not kidding, Heidi. Like, there is somewhere a podcast where I'm saying these things. <laughs> it's like, I hope nobody digs that out. That like, <laughs> somehow <laughs> I can't, but you know, think about, think about the absurdity of that now, you know, like I, yeah. and, and people have called me out on it. Like you told me <laughs> that this was not okay. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I really didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't <Yeah>. understand how <laughs> this is going to feel, you know, uh, right. my bad, you know, like, uh, six hours on, on, you know, video games, go for it. Right. As long as it's Animal you know, the,
1: Crossing, it's all good. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> Abs are for sure, right? If they're just like decorating a room with the how many bells they have. I, I don't understand yeah. Animal Crossing very well, but it certainly seems pretty innocuous. And totally. Yeah, bu- that busy time, you know, in a way right now. We'll probably have to back out of that, you know, with some degree of energy at some point out there in the future. But right now, yeah, a few hours of Animal Crossing a day, that seems about right, you know?
1: Well, I do want to stay on one thing that you said, because I I think this is actually key to any semblance of sanity, which is that, like, if you're having conflict and getting sick of each other and, and generational, like, you know, disagreements about how to go about your day. Like that is normal, right? Like I, I cause I do think, I, I think all the advice and, and help and tips are hugely important. And I think, as I said earlier, they're actually lifesaving. I do think though, they can give people the impression that there's a right way to do this and a wrong way to do this. And in fact, there is no way to do this. It has never been done before. It should not be being done now. Like it's a mess. So I think like I wrote that column a couple of weeks ago about, you know, none of this is normal and you don't have to try to pretend it is. I think that's a really important thing to tell yourself and even say out loud to your kids if you want, or at least say it in your head when your kid is being like so unreasonable, you just can't even believe that you raised this person. Um, just to say like in your head, like this isn't normal. This is not supposed to work. It's not supposed to be harmonious to have this many generations under one roof constantly and have all right. of their life's endeavors and pleasures and activities suddenly stripped away. Plus throw in some, you know, financial stressors. And also like, maybe, you know, some people who've died re- recently. Like, I mean, that is not, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible recipe for life. And, and so for people to be, you know, feeling some sort of pressure to sort of like make the most of this or, or do it, you know, as best as it can possibly be done is like, maybe not actually reasonable, which is not to say we don't look for ways to do it the best we can. And we don't look for ways to keep a little bit of harmony where we can, but it, but it's also permission to like, you know, have it suck and, and know that that's not like you, being, you know, inadequate as a parent, or you know, failing to, you know, find the the perfect equation for happiness during a pandemic. Like it's possible there's no equation for happiness during a pandemic.
0: I'm thinking there's no equation for happiness during a pandemic, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And that column of yours. Will you attach that column when we post the podcast? Because oh, sure, that is worth revisiting for sure. And um, it does give us all permission to accept the reality that this is not going to go perfectly. It's probably not going to go that well. And that's about right. You know, (laughs) so I I love the idea that we all need to give ourselves and each other permission to, to mess this up. Because I, I agree with you. Like, even as like, I did an Instagram live last night, I, I wanted to be really clear. Like I have some thoughts about, you know, how to navigate this in um, as non-damaging a way as possible, but there mm-hmm. is no ideal way to do this because there's nothing ideal about any of this. There's nothing right, right about any of this. This is all backwards and sideways. And you know, the, if we were really giving good parenting advice, we'd say first, don't have a pandemic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Make exactly. sure there's no global pandemic anywhere around you. <laughs> then you right. parents directly <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but given that we have it, I think we're right. all we can do. I, I when I talk to clients at the end of the day and, and parents who are being hard on themselves, and this happens every single day. My metric is: is everybody in the house breathing? You know, like mm-hmm. is everyone alive? You know. Um, Yes, but they're looking at screens or whatever, and I really don't much care. You know, they're not doing their e-learning. I can't believe it. Um, And even teachers I'm talking to, and I'm not going to out them by name, but they have been unequivocal in saying, uh, we do not expect kids to retain anything from this period of time. If they learn some lesson about how the world works, something about kindness or doing for others, maybe Great, but probably they're going to learn about Animal Crossing and the, right. la- the Tiger King guy and, you know, uh, and, and Michael Jordan. Maybe they'll learn about the bulls uh, right. from the 90s. But whether How bad Jerry <laughs>
1: Cross really was. No, I had the, I had the exact same experience with um, uh, school counselor and author Phyllis Fagel, who I love, um, the other day. She's for a the best, by Isn't the way. Isn't she the best? Yeah. I and love she- her she said the same thing educators are gonna you know whenever kids are back in the classroom they are absolutely gonna approach this as like it's review time it's relearn time it's find out where kids are and meet them there like nobody's going into next year thinking like e-learning worked you know which isn't to say check out and don't, don't try what you can because it is a good distraction from you know coronavirus all the time um and because you should be trying to pick up what you can pick up and it's there's some value in learning new technologies right and new routines and flexibility and all that stuff but the idea that like this is just you know school but in a different building is like ludicrous and for parents (laughs) to put that pressure on themselves or their kids is like just a road to nowhere just don't do it
0: Right. The idea that, that we're supposed to be homeschooling experts, right? We're, we're effectively supposed to have a teacher hat on now is, yep. is rather absurd. Yes. Yep. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I like the idea of picking up what you can. so those of you with high school students, it is not okay just to Google the answer every single time. Do a little bit more than that. Don't just go yeah. in. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, because there's probably something you can pick up. And, you know, and, and it's interesting. Some of the kids I'm working with who are in high school, are taking like, there's a Yale, I think it's Yale, you might know this, a Yale class on happiness. And there's a lot of Ivy League schools in Stanford are offering classes for free. And so I'm working with high school kids who aren't doing a whole lot of e-learning, but they're they're taking these Ivy League classes for free because apparently you get a certificate at the end if you pass the final that says, you know, you you went to Princeton for, <laughs> for oh, a cool. class. Yeah. yeah, isn't that cool? That's awesome. Yeah. So, Especially um, if it's on happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the most popular class right now, from what I understand, I think it's Yale, is on happiness. I'm, I'm going to try to take it if I have time, but it sounds, it sounds really fascinating, right? And it sounds yeah. like a great, thing, great topic to be focused on right about now.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I guess our point is, uh, yes, not, there is nothing ideal happening here. And if you are doing good enough, you are doing great.
1: Yep, I think Fair? so too. Yeah, yeah. If everybody's breathing at the end of the day. Yeah. And I also like, you know, you you brought up earlier to um, you know, kind of resisting the urge to say, you know, um, you think, you know, not being able to pursue your crush is a big deal, you know. It's not compared to everything going on in the world or whatever. I I I think I find myself resisting, <laughs> you know, yeah. some Go version Pause of that, on urge that. I like that. 50 times a day um, where like something comes up or some sentence gets said or whatever. And the, the reflex is to say like, you know, do you really think that's a big deal right now, given what others are going through, you know, or like, you know, nothing's going right. And, you know, so you're just gonna have to deal with it. Like anything that sort of like puts their problem in like perspective for them, I know seems at the time like a great idea <laughs> and i would say that it really pretty much never is um, in right. my experience in my experience it's so much better to just like empathize right and commiserate and be like oh god it does suck that that package still hasn't gotten here it was supposed to get here friday um, yes. and then move on right instead of like are you kidding me with the package right now people are dying like yep. i just <laughs> even though in your yeah. head you're saying are you kidding me with the package right now people are dying if you leave that inside your head, and the words that come out of your mouth instead are like, "Oh shoot, I can't believe it's still not here." Um, yes. Are you are you hungry? Like it literally can be. I have no pro- I have no solution for that problem. All I did was repeat it back to you, and then like move along to like want to play Uno. You know what I mean? Like I yep. do that. That has saved my like sanity and some semblance of peace in my house so many times during this where like the temptation is to be like, um, yeah, I just got off the phone with someone whose dad just died. So n- not right now with the complaints, like even mm-hmm. if that's happening in my head, instead I'm saying like, oh, I know, shoot another thing going wrong today. Ugh. Yep. Um, how about a snack? Like
0: yeah. <laughs> it yeah, 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 yeah. really
1: goes so much better.
0: Oh, that's, that's such great. I mean, if there's good advice to be had, that's it. Um, And it reminds me of one last thing here. Um, I'm, I'm working with a a whole number of parents and I was, I was talking to a set of parents yesterday and, um, and they said, we're, we're so lost when it comes to parenting our two teenagers, that what we've, we start the day by saying, what do you need from us today? And if something goes wrong uh, and our kid is screaming or angry or in the closet sulking, we, because we, we are absolutely 100% unsure what to do, we, we make that known we, and we'll say, so what do you need from me right now? And we're mm. willing to follow our kid's lead because we don't know. And so yeah. we're, our, our guesswork so far is proven to be faulty.
1: <laughs> and yeah. that
0: seems like a really, <laughs> a really sound approach to parenting in a way, right? It's to check yep. in with your kids because, you know, their needs, um, they might not have a great idea, but they can at least tell you, you know, here's what I could use for you to do right now. And sometimes it might be like, your inclination to sit with me? No, I need you to go away. You know, like yeah. it might be completely different than what you think it is. So um, I love the idea of asking and certainly of empathizing, right? Yes, that really yeah. sucks. And without laying the guilt of like, you know, Do you know what's happening in the world right now, you know, and you're worried about your package arriving on time? You know, uh, I don't think that's a reasonable load to lay on top of a child.
1: I don't either. And the truth is they do know what's happening in the world today. So it wasn't like it didn't occur to them until you brought that up in like a shaming voice.
0: Exactly. They know, they care, they're following the curve. They know that none of us really knows what's going on. Um, And they
1: they, like we can feel two things at once, like disappointment for the thing happening to them, minor as it may be, and grasping of larger social issues. Like we have big human brains that can feel more than one thing at a time. So we can let our kids have that freedom, too.
0: Are you are you suggesting, Heidi, that we can do hard things?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you went there. (laughs) We are warriors. John. <laughs> we are. Left. Yes, I'll we just are. i will leave it at that. We'll leave <laughs> do you it know, at
0: that.
1: Do you know how sparkly my shirt is right now? <laughs> I are we, I are can we only having, a family, having a family meeting? <laughs> oh, dear. We'll just
0: call it the weekly family meeting, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just
0: enjoy our little inside joke here. And if anybody knows what we're talking about, we're not looking to disrespect anybody. Not at all. Not <laughs> uh, at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> this is this is on purpose. Um, Heidi, have a good, safe week, and I hope you everybody too. listening does as well. Yeah, yep, we'll talk to you sure. next time.